Hi, and welcome to my Master Making Money with Your Marketing podcast. My name is Nicole Diedrich, and I am the owner of Diedrich Marketing Strategies. And I'm so excited that you're here to learn about how to make more money from your marketing. This is a topic that I talk a lot about with my clients uh, and those who are interested in growing businesses. And it's a topic that we forget about often, about how important marketing is to really scaling our businesses monetarily wise. So if you're here, you're ready to learn more about marketing and how it can make you more money. And I can't wait to have you listen. See you on the other side. Hello, hello, everyone. Thank you so much for joining today's episode. And whenever this launches, because I kind of go back and forth on when I want certain episodes to launch, (laughs) um, hopefully this is super eye-opening. But today actually is, I think, two days after we fully launched the podcast. So I'm just really excited with how everything is going and people being so excited about listening. So that to me, I just wanted to say thank you so much for being here, for supporting me, for supporting my business, my team, as well as, you know, continuing to support making money with your marketing. So with that being said, today's episode, I'm just going to put this out there. If you follow me online, you'll see that I like to do a lot of polarizing content. This may be a piece that triggers some people. It may be a piece that makes you really think inward and honestly, hopefully help you get to the next level, especially if you feel if you identify with any of these. I just want to say that no matter where you're at in your business, you're not doing something wrong, right? You're not doing something bad. It's what can we change to make it better? What can we do to make you less stressed, more happy? I have had a huge transformation in how I think about my business and how I think about making money. You know, I would say probably over the past six months, it is a privilege that I get to do this because of how my business has grown and how much money I've made. So I want to put that out there, you know, at the forefront. But at the same time, something that we have to realize when it comes to making money is why are you doing it, right? What's the bottom line? Do you need it to, you know, feed your family? Are there bills? Are you in debt? A lot of these things do come up while building a business. And you need to understand these triggers and why you're doing what you're doing. But really, what most of us are doing with our businesses is we're wanting to build something that, one, hopefully we don't always have to work, you know, 80 plus hours a week on it. But two, that is bringing us freedom with our time more than money, right? A lot of us get caught up that in life, it really is. It's, you know, this money game. It's about how you get it, how you spend it. That's how you're going to live your ideal life. But the true thing with life is our time is limited. Money, you can, it comes, it goes. You can always make it. There's always a way for you to make money. Remember that when you say that, there's always a way for me to make money. But there's not a way for us to make more time, right? So I really want you guys, when we're listening to this episode, as I go through, to think about how you're wanting to build your business so that you have more time freedom to do the things that you love, to spend the time with the people that you love most, and to build a business you're proud of and that isn't making you super stressed. So as you guys probably read before you clicked, hey, I'm going to play this episode. The title of it is The Difference Between a Struggling Six-Figure Business or Store, right, to a Successful Seven-Figure Brand. And I use these words very precisely. Because as we go through this uh, chat today, 
it's important to understand the difference of how seven-figure brands make it look so smooth, right? Now, there's lots of hardships that happen within there. There's a lot of bad things that happen. You know, we're on the back end of that, of understanding these businesses because we're in them and we're partnering with them. But just know there's a big difference from their revenue and how their business is running and their profitability compared to six-figure businesses who've been in that space and stayed at six figures for a long time. And what do I mean by a long time? Now, some of you are going to say, hey, I want a six-figure business because that's my lifestyle business. Please don't take what I'm saying to heart for you, right? Because you are building a business, just like I mentioned earlier, around the time freedom. Those of you who want a bigger business, right, than just six figures, this is going to be very relevant to you. And some of you may be sitting there and be like, oh my gosh, I have been at six figures for a long time. I do feel like I'm struggling. I do feel like I'm overworking myself. What is the difference? Because we are working with brands who have grown to seven plus figures and less than a year with working with us, you know, they're hitting their first six figure months and like doubling what their highest months were before working with us. And I have a client right now just in three months. So it's something that is very accessible for you to do, obviously with the right team, the right foundation. But we're going to talk about the three things that I've noticed as a marketing strategist, as an ad strategist within my companies that I have supported and who I do support currently, who are you know transitioning from that struggling six figures business to the successful seven or from those who I don't work with anymore because they're still kind of in that space. So the first thing that I really want to put out there, especially if you're brand new to growing your business, is don't be afraid of niching down. My successful seven-figure-plus businesses are so niched, and that's what makes them successful, right? That's like one of the biggest clues or things that I see that is consistent along all of them is that they are niched to their audience and to their customers. And sometimes that can be frightening. Those of you, especially in like, let's say jewelry, accessory, boutique, any type of business that can have like multiple different types of products, right? It can be scary to fully niche down into a space or into like a customer space. But I want you to know that that's actually the way that you can grow and scale your business, whether you want to be seven figures or not in a way that is less stressful and less struggling. Something that I see a lot with six-figure businesses, especially when they're wanting to you know, hire people out, is they don't have their financial matters obviously completely organized. And that's something, another reason why I named the podcast the name that I named it, because master making money with your marketing is probably the most essential tool that you can have as a business owner when it comes to knowing where to even put money when you're marketing your business, right? But a lot of people, what they struggle with most is yes, niching down, but two, understanding how to compound the money that they're spending and also just making good financial decisions in the forefront. So I guess number one is really understanding money, right? To grow to your successful seven-figure business. And not all of us do. You know, a lot of us grew up in spaces where money was bad to talk about. I mean, I still get things from, I, I love my parents' pieces, but I still get them telling me all the time, stop talking about how much money you make. I have quieted down a bit on it because I want people to work with us to do to our results, not because of how much money our agency makes. But again, you know, you learn from these things. But it's important to talk about because when we don't, how are we supposed to grow that knowledge and be able to use it to our benefit with building a business? 
So if finance is something that you guys are wanting to learn a little bit more about in your business and understand it better, understand the data, the numbers that are behind your marketing, right? Marketing and anybody who comes to you who says they're a marketing strategist, if they're not asking you for your numbers, they have no idea what they're talking about. And I do not feel bad saying that. They should know your numbers and they should be able to say, this is what this data is saying about you know your finances and how your business is running. I can help you or I can't. So that's red flag number one to look for if you're looking for a team member in our space, marketing space. But the next thing to know after you've niched down, right? Let's say you have a niche down a lot. Maybe you help just women. Maybe that's who your current niche is. When you niche down to something, for example, let's say you're in the boutique world and you are, you know, you own a farm. You love that attire that comes with, you know, like Western work attire that can be cute and gorgeous. And you're like, okay, well, maybe I need to niche down to this space, right? Once you do that, you're going to start to see things change. Yes, your audience isn't as big, but you can start being a lot more pinpointed with who your audience is and you can start communicating to them a lot better, right? A lot clearer, a lot more concisely. And that's what people need in marketing nowadays, especially digital marketing, because we are bombarded with so many things all of the time. Our attention spans are short. So think about doing that. The next thing that is one of the most important things that I've noticed the difference in, right? is knowing who your customer is and always speaking to them, right? There are so many people who say, hey, my customer is this, but they don't talk like them. They're not resonating or in the spaces that their customer's at, right? Like if your customer is younger, Gen Zers, let's say Gen Zers are your audience. If you're not on TikTok trying to sell to them, you're missing out on where your customer is at. So that's kind of what I'm meaning there. But you need to be able to talk like them or at least understand their lingo and have your content resonate with where they're at in their life. Make sure that it is being posted in spaces that they are at and that they're in often. This is just something that for some reason goes over our head all of the time when it comes to building a successful business. And again, this is why I'm on podcasting. I've started to realize that a lot of you who are my perfect clientele who have built, you know, very successful businesses who are getting close to seven figures, let's say you're half a million and above, or even let's say you're a little lower than that, but you have a budget for a marketing team like ours. I know you guys are here. So instead of being afraid of showing up in another space, I decided to do it. And that's important. So don't be afraid to get uncomfortable and make sure that you're in those spaces that your audience actually is. Now, Let's say you don't know your customer inside and out, and you're asking me, Nicole, well, what should I do to kind of, you know, help myself with that? Something that I would do is create an avatar, right? You know, name them, write down what they do, who they are, where they live, how much money they make, and really do a deep dive into like your perfect customer um, avatar, right? If you were to meet them on the street, they would buy from you instantly because it's just a yes. I would do a big deep dive into that and also maybe your competitors too who are in your space and see who they're calling out as their customer and learn about them. Something that we forget to do because, you know, we have a crap ton to do as business owners is actually do some research and take some time, especially when we're building to seven figures, to dive into that research more, right? So let's say you're audience age or your customer age, customer ages between 35 to 45. Do some research on where those people are at. What do they like to buy? 
When do they like to buy this? I can't tell you. There's so much information out there on the internet about demographic and about research and marketing and where people are at that this whole, like this conversation right now, me telling you to do this could up your revenue pretty instantly, right? If you do that research and you start implementing some of the things that you learned. And that's just something that, again, it's the time, but we don't think about it. We say, oh, well, Sally Joe over there is doing this. So maybe I should do that. And we just don't do the research ourselves. Take the time and do that because one, you're going to learn something new, but two, you're going to really be able to implement it a lot quicker because you're like, oh yeah, that is where my customer is. And I know, cause I can see the multiple research that's been done on it, that they're in this space or they like this type of content, or this is when they buy these type of items. So during the year, I need to be planning my promotions around these type of items on this date. That is something that we don't do enough is pre-plan ahead of time. And also I am very bad at this as well. So don't feel like you're, you're the only ones that do this. Everybody does this. And this is why, you know, I, I look for support in my team for people who are better at things that I'm not the best at, right? That's who you want to add to your team. And as you grow your business is people who are better at things than you are. This is really hard for those of us who are perfectionists. It's really hard for those of us who are control freaks. And it's really hard for those of us who have a lot of pride. And that's not to say it's a bad thing, but knowing that people out there can do something better than you can sometimes make us feel inferior. And I just want you to know those are the people you need in your business. I was just reading something and I lost it because I was doing a lot of things earlier today, but it was saying hire your enemies because they have more to prove than your friends do. And your friends are usually the ones that can screw you over quicker because they get jealous. I thought that was a really interesting take on like business ownership. I wish I had read more of it, but it's just something to think about, you know, who's going to do the best job and who's not going to be prone to not telling you the truth or being afraid of hurting your feelings because they're the expert and they're like, this is what it is. Look for those people because those are going to be the best employees and or support partners that you can have in your business. Now, the next thing that I notice as being one of the top things that my successful seven-figure business owners have and have well and don't change, don't alter, maybe you guys are going to be able to know this, it's branding. So they are branded well. They don't change, right? They have, they have this consistency of who they are, their colors, their logos, their voice, how they come across, you know, about their business, how the owner is, you know, participating or not participating, right? Because it can be either or. But something that they do with their branding is they become their niche, right? That's what they do. And it's something that I highly recommend looking into is like, let's say holidays come around and you're like, well, I want to change this look and I want to change that look. What does that do for your consistency? What is that going to do for new customers who come in? And then, you know, let's say after this event happens, you go back to your normal branding and they don't like it, right? Because Maybe they weren't your real ideal audience because you changed something. It's not just about like your words and the looks. It's the actions that you take within your brand that really build up your brand, that really build up your community. And it's something that my seven-figure business owners do very, very well. They have decided that if people don't like them, that is okay because they want the people who do. A quote that I use often is you could be the sweetest peach in the world and there's still going to be people who hate peaches and or are allergic to them. And that's okay. 
right? So as business owners, we really have to strive to work into our niche, to work into our customer avatar understanding, and to really dive into our branding about who we are and the actions we take around our business. For example, let's say you're a business that helps save, let's say the ocean, right? Like you're really adamant about helping clean the ocean and you donate about 10% of your profit proceeds to this every year. How are you going to speak to that customer more? How are you going to brand and take action to show your customers that you're doing this? Are you going to the ocean and helping, you know, I don't know if there's things like that out there, maybe there is, and helping pick up things on the beach and getting recognition for that? Are you, you know, sponsoring different events that nonprofits are doing? And are you sharing that information with your customers? So many of us do amazing things with our businesses and revenue that we make by supporting, you know, local nonprofits and all of these things that we need to be sharing, right? We need to be sharing this with our customer base, with our client base, because it's not something that people think they should be doing. I mean, we know that we should, but we don't think it's as important, right? Because we're like, oh, well, we're, we're doing that. They know we're doing that, but no share it. Because what this does is it really compounds the importance of, hey, this is our brand. This is our mission. Here, we're showing you that we actually do it. And that's kind of what us humans need nowadays. We need like the receipts, what I like to call it, that people are actually doing that. And the best part is, is it really garners this amazing relationship and amazing community around your business. So I have a lot of seven-figure business owners who, whenever a tragedy strikes, they are always raising money and giving parts of their proceeds to, you know, the Red Cross or whatever it is that they're supporting or whatever is happening. And that, I can't tell you how many new customers, how many past customers literally live for buying and investing during that time into these products. Even if they're like, I just bought yesterday. I didn't know you were doing this. I'm buying again. And that's really what you want to build up with your business. And if you're struggling right now, or let's say you're a six-figure business and you feel like you're struggling, maybe you really aren't because we're really hard on ourselves. But let's say you're just like, Nicole, I feel stuck because I felt this too. I've kind of felt it this year actually as well. And just know that the time where you feel you're slow or you're not growing because a lot has changed this year, right? We're out of the pandemic online sales, people are coming back in person. Just imagine those people who never shopped online, who didn't like it, who loved the in-person experience, how refreshing it is to them to not have to buy online anymore. So that's why numbers are obviously dropping off. We have a looming, most likely recession when this comes out. I call dibs on that, not that it's necessarily a good thing, but it's not something to look at as a bad thing either. Recessions are just like ebbs and flows in our economy and we need it to make sure that, you know, inflation doesn't go crazy, crazy high and that people are still able to live. So we have to think about all of these things happening in our world right now, happening from our customer's perspective and how we can continue to support them with that. So if you are in the e-commerce space and you feel like, Nicole, I'm struggling, I feel like I've slowed down, just know you're not alone in that. I feel that way. I'm asking myself, what more can I do to help other people? And I'm really focused in on my membership that I have with Jessica, the lounge, where we can really support people at a price that just makes it a no-brainer, right? And that's for those of you who are in the e-commerce space. I highly recommend looking into it. It's amazing and it helps you with all of your data, numbers, and back-end tech, everything that you need for your digital marketing within your business and to continue to scale it properly. But it's something that makes me feel good when I'm diving into that. 
because I know that if people need help, no matter what's going on in their life, they can afford $47 a month to support them and continuing to scale their businesses. And if you guys are feeling that or like, Nicole, I just, I feel so stuck. I don't know what to do next. Or you're hearing these things and you're like, oh my gosh, like, I'm not doing that. Just pick one thing after this podcast to focus on, right? Maybe it's your customer avatar. You're like, I need to get to know that person much better because I need to know, are the places I'm posting too relevant to them? Is the content I'm posting actually resonating? And let me tell you, when you start to do that, and that's what I've been doing this year, right? We've slowed down a bit. I've let go of a few clients. The reason I've done that is because I'm wanting to build a business that I love, not just a business I'm making a lot of money from, right? And some people might think I'm crazy for doing that because they're like, yeah, money. But there becomes a point where you realize how important your sanity and relationship with like your inner self is on top of who you're serving, right? I can't serve you guys and come and show up to these podcasts or live videos or, you know, my memberships and such if I'm not happy and if I'm not insanely passionate about what I'm doing. So my focus this year has been really how can I make sure that I'm doing that and everything that I'm offering and everything I'm putting out there so that I'm really transforming my clients and those of you who aren't clients, your lives and your businesses. So don't feel bad about the slowdown. That's usually the time where we have the most breakthroughs and we realize how important what we're doing is and who we're helping and who we're supporting. Everyone starts out struggling, right? Uh, we're all struggling business owners. And a lot of us feel like we're still struggling when we're successful. And that's just a normal way of life. I think it's a part of our human you know, genetics to continue to help us grow and get better. So I want you all who are listening to this today just to understand that if you're feeling this, maybe this is a hard episode to listen to. Maybe there are things you're like, oh my gosh, I need to be working on. Just know we all have so many things that we could be working on at all times, but we can't do it all. And I really want this you know, podcast to be a space for you all to hopefully learn one thing every podcast you listen to, but also know this is a safe space. So if you have any questions, if you're struggling with anything marketing wise, or you're like, Nicole, is this even relevant to my customers or clients? Please reach out to me. Um, I have a ton of like mini offers where I do one-on-one -on -one private calls. Those are like $150. I kind of transform my offer so that anybody can do those things with me because I do want to be here to help. And I don't have to be in a space where I have to just look at the bottom line anymore. So if you need that support or looking for or interested in the lounge, please let me know. I'm also transforming my Facebook group. It was named uh, Six Figure Marketing Strategies for Women Entrepreneurs. I'm now making the name Master Making Money with Your Marketing. So that should be easy for you guys to find. Again, that's a free space. We're pretty active in it. I personally wish I was a little bit more, but my team and I try to be as active in it as possible. So if you're looking for more of those free re resources, come hang out with us there. But hopefully this episode, even though a little shorter, was giving you guys like these three key things that all of us can work on more, right? To get better at. But these are the three things that I see from my seven-figure successful business owners who aren't struggling with paying their bills anymore, who aren't ever in the red, who are enjoying a really fruitful business, but also happy life, even when shit hits the fan. So if you're wanting that to be your goal, right? Seven figures, this is probably the best three steps you can implement. And if you're wanting for your business to be at the six figure range and you're wanting it to be less stressful, 
also implement these things, right? Um, you can always have a cap to stuff, but make sure that you're building it the way that you want to because a seven-figure business isn't for everyone. You have more employees. You have, I don't know, just the more money, more problems. It's a real thing, right? You have to go through it. But learning how to build something that you guys love and enjoy and that doesn't burn you out is really what I'm here to help you do as well, uh, especially with cool marketing techniques. So thank you all so, so much again for listening. Thank you all for the love and support of this podcast. It really gets me excited to record these episodes every week. I'm trying to do them Wednesdays or Thursdays. Today is a Friday, but we'll get better at it. But just thank you so much for taking the time to be here. And I hope you have a great rest of your day. Again, any questions, anything you need from me, feel free to reach out to me and I will chat with you all very, very soon. Bye guys. I just wanted to say thank you so much for listening to this episode today. I know taking the time out of your day is you know, hard at times as a business owner or if you're building a business. So I really do appreciate it. And I hope that it was super insightful. Again, if you have any questions or really love this podcast episode, make sure to subscribe to our podcast so that you can stay updated on all of our new releases. And again, if you're looking to find us, just search DJ Marketing Strategies because that's where we're at on all of the social channels. I look forward to having you listening to our next episode. And thank you again so much for being here. Bye.